as far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. It's a Friday, June 17th, a Bud's Chicken and Seafood Friday, and you already know who it is, Big Teddy Theo Dorsey here, as always on a Friday on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, except for this magnificent, youthful Friday, no Josh Cohen, no Dean Thomas, but guess who we do have? We got Tina, and Tina, what you say? Let's do this! Woo! I'm so excited for today. Hey, hey, I'm really pumped up, too. And Tina's sitting here talking with me, which means that we got Stone Labanowitz also in the house actually running the ship. What's up, Friday Night Lights? What you got going? Not, nothing much. Just sitting here chilling. I love the trio here we got going on. Man, this is a um, a beautiful trio. Again, we think it is the youngest trio ever to host the radio show at ESPN West Palm. We got to fact check it. Um, but at the very <laughs> least, we know it's going to be one of the best shows we've had in this damn company. Uh, we are coming in the wake of what was a spectacular NBA season as well as a great finish with the Warriors toppling the Boston Celtics in six games in TD Garden to win the NBA championship. Last night's game six, what was the final there? 103-90, and the result never really in question as the Warriors ran away with that thing. But it had me thinking, because Draymond Green, Steph Curry – and Clay Thompson. And I know a lot of the talk shows are going to be talking about how Steph Curry won the finals MVP for the first time. Oh, my goodness. Is he top 10? Yeah, I, I, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. We knew it. But Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson, what they have done to this point, as well as what they can continue to do in their careers, we need to be having a greater discussion here. We need to really lock in and be having a greater discussion because not just with sports, but trios of all time. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, Steph, Clay, and Dre have an argument, have an argument to be the best trio of all time. I'm not just talking about sports. I'm not just talking about pop culture. I ain't talking about your favorite TV show. I'm not even talking about your favorite three family members, Tina. I'm talking about best trios of all time, no matter the dimension or the realm. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, what they've done, it's, it's getting on the border of unprecedented. Yeah, I you know I know their names. I don't really follow basketball uh, a ton, but yeah, there are three names that you know together as a trio on the Warriors and yes. in the NBA. But again, I think they are more. I don't follow basketball closely, and but you know I, the names. Though. But I know the names, so definitely you know a trio that's popular and again not outside of even pop culture and everything. Yeah, and I think for trios, I mean for casuals, basketball fans like Tina, like twenty years down the road, like. We're going to remember these guys' faces. Yes. Like, they've become household names. It'll be, we go, we go on a first name basis now. Nice shot, Steph. Nice shot, Clay. Game six, Clay. Draymond Green. And they've surpassed every other trio in the NBA before that. It's incredible because what we have in this trio is a magnificent, um, it's like a family that can't work almost without each other. So that's what makes the trio so great. A lot of the trios and big threes you think about in NBA history, even specifically with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, each mm-hmm. of them had their own individual greatness that could work on an island a bit. Maybe not Bosch as much, but with LeBron and Wade. But with this trio, you have Steph Curry, who is um, the son, 
and when I say sun, not kid, but I mean actually like the sun, like the heliocentric way that the Celtics or the Warriors offense works and everything that they do centers around the fact that we have this alien of a guy who can shoot it from 35 feet confidently, and that's a shot that we look for in our offense. You have Draymond Green, who is a utility player, do it all. He's the heart and soul, no, I one want of this, the greatest defenders of all time. I want this time. to be a solar system. You, who were Draymond, okay, so Draymond if, if Steph's the sun, you got to keep that going. Okay, Don't shy so away from Steph that. Steph is the sun. Steph is the sun. Right. Right. Center of it all. Draymond would be, um, let's say, Uranus. <laughs> I would say Uranus. And, um, you know, you can, it. You, can, you can get exactly why. Uh <laughs> And Clay Thompson, who is like one of the most likable, I think his Q rating yeah. in sports, right? It has to be like the most likable guy in sports, right, Tina? Yeah, one of the most likable. He's, he's likable. He's he's efficient. He's a guy that I feel like the Warriors feel like, you know, they, they root for him almost as much as they root for their own success. So Clay Thompson. Saturn? It's Saturn. Why would he be Saturn? And, and how is 5 of 20 efficient? Please, please. Well, I'm talking about efficient. As in, like, he doesn't need as much to do as much as he does. Okay, that's fair. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't have oh, to yeah. run a lot for Clay for him to get off. When he scores his 60-point games or 37 and a quarter, he takes eight dribbles. He's like that kind of guy where it's, it's like very low maintenance. So, for Clay Thompson, let's think of a low-maintenance planet. I'm going to go with – Yeah, I was about to say Mars, right? Yeah, Mars. It's accessible, <laughs> right? We feel like we're going to get to Mars one day. Isn't yeah. that the goal? We're like, we're going to land on Mars. Like, Clay Thompson is Mars. Okay, good. I like that one. Okay. So we got the sun, Uranus, because Draymond's an ass, and we got Clay Thompson as Mars. There you go. I think it goes. And that's the trio of the Golden State Warriors. Not only are they a team that just won four NBA titles in the span of eight years, which hasn't been done since the Chicago Bulls, and mind you, people might want to bring up Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman. Don't forget, Dennis was only there for the last three. Robin wasn't there for the first three-peat. So that's not a trio that won four and eight. That's a trio that won three. This trio has won four and eight. First franchise to win four titles in eight seasons since those Bulls. And this trio, what they've done so far, Stone. I mean, you have some stats to back it. This is incredible, right? Well, I think it's funny. When we talk about Steph getting into the top ten, we're just not able to kick anybody out. Like, he's not able to enter that party yet. And it's yeah. funny because you brought up Jordan Pippen and Robin. You still have Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Parrish. They only have three as well. Yeah. Got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, James Worthy. Guys who are in that top ten are a few of them. They only got two. They have three. Wor- well, Worthy some was of those only names, there for two I don't even them. know. That's like right. some of those people, I don't even know. Yeah, like who's James Worthy to you, Tina? I don't even. I don't. I have no idea who that yeah. is. And he was celebrated last night. So, so I was a little confused <laughs> by that. I don't know if he had played in Golden State before, if he's ever worn that jersey. But he was. Was that the guy in the suit that was like rec- <laughs> recognized on the stage? I think so. Because he's James freaking Worthy, man. He deserves to be recognized anywhere he goes. He's the man. Yeah, but to Tina's point, like she doesn't know those guys' names. You're right. I, and I know we were younger, and we just kind of touched on that. But I. Think, but I know Larry Bird. Absolutely, and I think twenty years down the road, like we'll remember. Steph, Clay, and Draymond more than we will anybody else. Draymond Green is like a huge deal. He's been in Drake songs and his lyrics. Draymond Green has a, a podcast, the Draymond Green Show, which after the finals win, he did from the press room at TD Garden. Also, man, I, I love the pettiness of these Warriors. Steph Curry pointing to the ring finger a la hmm. Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl. I love the Draymond Green. They, they were screaming the F Draymond Green. Yeah, uh, The Warriors were in Boston and TD Garden because obviously that was the rally cry of the Celtics fans throughout these finals. Like the pettiness of these Warriors, Steph Curry putting the crowd to sleep, putting the two hands Mm -hmm. up to his cheek um, after hitting that triple. Like so many things that the Warriors did. I think my favorite part of all of this, especially as a Heat fan that just lost to those Celtics, was just watching all of the Celtics fans have to kind of bask in the tears 
and humble themselves because, boy, oh, boy, are they annoying. I was also really shocked when the game was over, like how many fans were still there and in the stands, like watching yeah. it. And again, it's they're upset. They just lost. Yeah. And I was shocked how many people were still there watching that. I know it's still an experience. Yeah. You know, you're at an NBA Finals, like you just watch the Warriors win, but you still lost. I think the lowest moment I saw from that, and you're right, the Celtics fans stuck around. The lowest moment I saw is as Steph Curry was leaving one of the tunnels holding his uh, Bill Russell MVP, Finals MVP award, Mind you, Bill Russell, greatest Celtic ever, um, their guy in Boston. As he's hoisting up that finals MVP trophy and walking out, fans were reaching out. Fans in green shirts, Celtics fans, people that probably grew up their whole life in Boston, and they say stuff like Boston. I like my clam chop. I can't do a Boston accent. Uh, I don't know either. Josh is a great one. Well, yeah, because Josh is from like the north. Like a Boston. Well, something a little extra there. Whatever they do. I think Tina, though, I think there's a few But no, they reached out and was trying to touch the dudes. Like They were reaching out and trying to touch Steph Curry's finals MVP trophy like the people in the Bible were reaching out trying to touch the hem of Jesus's (laughs) gown for some saving or something. And I'm going to let you know, all you Celtics fans out there that are here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, ain't nobody going to save you. You can reach out and touch uh, Babyface Assassin, you know, Young Jesus, whatever you want to have him be called (laughs) to you. Ain't nobody gonna save you from that hill. Yeah. Also, Tina, I think when you if you ask that, you know, kind of why they stick around, there's a few things. I'm um, just one. Just imagine how expensive those tickets were. Oh, like, oh like, yeah. Like you're not leaving that early. Oh no. Like if your wife's like, I'm tired. I want to get out of here. It's like I, I don't care. I spent twelve thousand dollars on these tickets. <laughs> like we're not going anywhere. And then I think the second part is like a, it's like a respect thing. Like we were with you guys all season long. Just because you lost, we're not going to leave early. Like we want to give you guys the ovation you deserve. And I think when they walked out one by one, it was it was pretty cool to see. Even like they were crying. Jalen Brown was crying and like. Still giving them that standing ovation. Like, they earned it. Like, look where they were. Look at the season they had. They started off 11 and 20, I think, at the beginning of the season. So it was cool yeah. to see. Why'd they bring all their kids on stage? It's what they do now. It's such a big thing, but you got to realize, really? too. That's, you feel that way? I don't, I don't know. You like, didn't like it? I didn't really care for it. I just, I don't get it. Like, but, soak in the moment. Like, they couldn't even hold the trophy. I'm like, you're going to drop this trophy <laughs> and then, or drop your kid. I just, I'm like, why do all of them have their kids with them right now? Athlete. Like, Steph didn't. And I'm like, I like, that's why I like you, Steph. We, like, you focused in the moment. He's winning MVP, just won the finals. Like, you don't need your kids by your side right I now. I love it. Maybe actually, I don't feel that way because, I don't know, well, I don't have kids. None of us right now have kids, but I don't know. I was like, why are they all holding their kids right now? They just won. Out of all the things I thought would come out of this show today, the last thing I thought was that Tina hates kids. And that's <laughs> what don't. I'm gathering from what she just said. It's you a little kid. She wants to take a core memory away from a four-year-old. And yeah. if that's what you're gonna, they're uh, not the gonna remember that at all. They're literally gonna be they're, they're forever in the They're enshrined. gonna see the picture yeah. that they their no. parents shows now, them. No, she's right. That hits just as hard though. When I'm fourteen, I'm 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 yes. up on stage with daddy, like he he did that damn thing. Four, not fourteen. Four. Yeah, I'm saying, but you see that picture when you're 14. Oh. You see that picture when you're 8 or 10, 12 years old, whatever oh it is. God. Like, like that's a core memory. Like, damn. No, take the picture eventually. Did you not see the but video? But in the moment, like, it was right after. They it, all just had their kids out of nowhere. Did you guys see the video of Jason Tatum hitting that 3 to go up 12-2? Called a timeout. His son, Deuce, is right behind him eating a bag of popcorn, and he's throwing a fist pump. Yeah! I didn't see that. It was the most insane thing I've ever but seen you, in my life. What you got to remember, too, is these players care a lot. Not just about their own legacy, but these their their kids are like their their pride and joy beyond what the game is, and they are hoping too. A lot of them that their kids end up being big time athletes after them. And the best thing in sports is when we have the flashback photo of Steph Curry as a kid at Dale Curry oh, yes. his father's games, and then you match it up to now Steph Curry shooting threes in the finals. Like th- not only are these players soaking in the moment, they're setting up a stage for the national audience to embrace their kids. 
You know, it's it's like a it's a duality of things. Why wouldn't you? You don't like. It. I just didn't get it. I was just watching the presentation and all, like yeah. half of them can't even hold the trophy because they're holding <laughs> their their kids in their arms on Tina their hips. Kids. Oh, I'd imagine that thing's heavy. But did you guys see the graphic? It was early in the game. I think it was before tip off. But the duos of father son they had. I was surprised at how many they mm. were. It was Tito and Al Horford. It was Andrew Wiggins and his pops. Yeah. It was Steph and his. Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton and his. Second, and yeah. there was one more on Boston. I think I don't know if it was Derek White or whoever it was, but it was cool. I to think see. Derek White did too. So there's like yeah. six combinations of father son duo, and they remember they remember being up on stage. Tina, remember that's why they're there. They These can eventually matter. be up on stage. Didn't I just thought in that the moment right away, like just wait a little bit. I feel you. I feel you. So Tina does hate kids. Uh, so that's what we learned here early on. But what I did want to stick back to was the fact that Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson are the greatest or one of the greatest trios of all time. For my money, especially in, in basketball, they've got to be in your top three of trios of all time. But in general, especially today in modern age pop culture, I got to have them in the conversation for best trios. You got all kind of options. You got the Powderpuff Girls. You got TLC. You got TLC. <laughs> you got Destiny's Child. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks. You got Mikhail, uh, Parrish, and Bird, if Do you, you want to go that Charlie's Angels? You got Charlie's Angels. I don't know. You have to let me know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I know Josh Cohen doesn't let you guys call in as much on the drive time. <laughs> Sorry. So, I know. Look, that's why I'm here, Tina. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Big Teddy taking over here, and I'm going to allow you guys not only to call in, but we want you to become a part of the show here, 888-760-3776, and let, let us know what's the best trio for you of all time, not just with sports, but maybe it maybe it's a – you know what? I, I want you to make it at least people that we might know. I don't want you to yeah. tell me it's your mom and your aunt and your sister. Like, I mean, come on. We don't know them. Yeah, come on. Like, give me something we can work with here. Yeah. So for, for me right now, living in the moment, a guy that loves living in the moment and embracing what's happening around me, I'm going to give Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green the crown for right now. But it's not just because of their success on the court right now. Of course, four titles, eight years, yeah, I love that. But also what Draymond Green is doing when it comes to podcasting directly after these NBA Finals games and empowering other athletes to see what can happen if they like like Draymond Green has the number one sports podcast in the nation right now. I like can't hate him. Yeah. I don't know how people hate him. Like I just can't hate Draymond Green. I don't know. Like I like him. Well, he, he crosses the line a lot of times. Maybe because I don't pay attention a lot to yeah. him though, and I just hear like little moments. But I don't know. I I'm not. For me, I wish he was a little better looking. I, I think I, I, I want him to be. <laughs> he want to be a little more attractive. Want, yeah, I want him to be a little more attractive so I can repost his stuff and put him out there. But he's just so damn ugly to me yeah. that I think it's like it's hard for me to get behind all of it. But it's I tough. am so behind it. I, I love what he's doing. It like you mentioned a couple weeks ago, it's so trend setting. Remember think, when him and Kendrick Perkins were having the ugly off and they yeah. were like, "No, you're ugly. No, you're." I'm like, dude, come on. I feel like too with just athletes. It also affects like what you do outside of the court. We're getting Draymond Green's doing podcasts and things where other people that like me who don't always watch NBA and yeah. basketball get to know them and their character. And that's when you get to like them. And then, you know, maybe you get into the sport that they're in. But again, they're like a trio that like being an athlete, like I feel like when you do stuff outside of your sport that you get more followers. And again, you're liked more and yeah. no more. You're, you're trend-setting, and that's the thing about those three guys. Each of them, you can talk about the success they've had on the court. And again, no playoff, no trio in NBA history has a better winning percentage together in the playoffs after a certain amount of games. I think about 50 games is the uh, mark there. Then Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, who have 
a win percentage over 70%. So we're not talking about just the success on the court. Stephen Curry has changed the game of basketball on every level, maybe more than any player, including LeBron James in modern history right now. The way that he has evolved, the way that teams are forced to space the floor, as well as the way that defenses are forced to guard, like he's changed the game. Klay Thompson is the definition of a selfless star, a guy who literally he does everything they need him to do, and he does it while not complaining. Jordan Poole this year, Klay Thompson could have rose a bit of an issue with Jordan Poole yeah. almost trying to take his role as one of those budding guys that were able to get you know microwave points off the bench as well as getting to the starting lineup. Klay Thompson didn't complain. He kept doing his job. He improved on defense, coming off of multiple injuries. And we talked about Draymond Green's impact. Like These three guys are so special, and the winning is so bountiful, and they're not done. I, I See, I, I, I stumble a little bit on having that faith in Klay because what he's shown us coming back, and especially in this postseason, is he's not safe. In three or four years, like there are three talented dudes sitting on that bench. Yeah. Like Jordan Poole, Kaminga's only 18, Andrew Wiseman's sitting right there. Like there's so many guys that they Moody. have that, yeah, absolutely. But not that, that they don't play guard or they don't play Clay's position. Like if Clay, I don't expect him to come out at the beginning of the season more healthy or play any better than he did. Like I think eventually he's going to be the one to go if they do split up. I think if anybody goes, well, I don't think any of them are leaving Golden State. You really could see one of them leaving the Warriors team? If you were to ask me in four years if I think one of them were to be gone, I think it's inevitably Clay Thompson. Like at this point, Andrew, Wigg- Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole are going to produce way more than him. And, and, and things make it weird. Like you said, questions haven't been raised yet. That's because the, uh, the sample size hasn't been there. Like he's come back in the second half of the season, but man, he was, he was garbage. He was garbage. I'm not ready to get behind he, it. He was never, uh, garbage is a strong word. You guys were, you were gauging him up to the levels of what Clay Thompson was. He was good enough. He had some bad games, but he was really good in these finals in certain spots, and he made some clutch shots in Game Five. Is good enough okay though? If Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole are better than you, he'll like, be better. He'll be better next year. Like so, is he'll he, be better next. What year. option is he on the team at this point? Like, it, but if, that's it, what doesn't. That's what, and that's it the key doesn't to matter. Thompson. But, but it what is it? What number Clay. is it though? Because it, it's like four. It's it, like if if it I, will be three. Who's number four? Who's number three to you? Poole. Poole's not number three because Poole. he can't be on the court in impactful moments. And There's a reason play. why and his Poole minutes play. went down in the final. And he can't play defense like Clay. So, can't I mean, I get D. that. So, yeah. then he's three or four. That's fine with me. I think Steph Curry, I think it goes Steph Curry right now. And legitimately, there's an argument between Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. But that's beyond the point. At, at the very least, I know that that trio is a top-notch trio for me. We're going to get to the phone lines. Can we go to the phone lines right now, Tina? You think so? Yeah. We'll get to the phone lines and we'll start off. We're asking again here on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina Who's the best trio, the most impactful trio, the best trio of all time in your life, in your world? And we're going to start in Green Acres with Alberto. Alberto, you're on the home team. What's happening with you, Alberto? And who's your who's your best trio of all time? The Three Stooges. <laughs> Name, but so here's the thing for me. Yeah, help us out. Three Stooges. Everybody <laughs> talks about the Three Stooges, right? And I'm 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 sorry. I'm a little, I'm far too young to have grown up in a household where we listened or watched to the Three Stooges. But like. <laughs> Who are these guys, and why do they matter? Well, they're funny all around, man. Like, you got to see them. Like, everything that they make, they make comedy, like, one of the best comedies ever, and they broke comedy as well, too. What are their names? Uh, Larry, Moe, and... Uh, Curly. Uh, uh, Curly, there Curly. we go. You, you know him better than me. <laughs> see, yeah. you How you going to tell me it's the best trio of all time? You couldn't <laughs> come up with their names. Yeah, hey, I could have said LeBron, we wait, and stuff, but, you know. There you go. There you, I would have taken that more. Thank you for the call, Alberto. Alberto's giving us the three stooges. And for me, honestly, I knew the three stooges would be something that came up. But 
I just don't know enough about these. I've never Same. watched one episode of Three Stooges. Like, what the hell is that? I believe it's still black and white. I don't know. <laughs> I never watched it, never listened. I, I know nothing about the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. Who, who do we have here on, uh, on Line Two Stone? Our man, uh, Fishbowl Baby Ernesto from Boynton Beach. Ernesto from, oh, we get a, we get a home team calling from Ernesto. I'm excited, Ernesto, bro. First off, what's going on with you? Thanks for taking my call. Hello, Tina, and I do listen, but you guys never take calls in the afternoon. <laughs> I know. I'll let you know. I'm so no, because you said that to my. No, wait, wait, because you said that to my daughter. You said that to my daughter. He said, oh, we, we don't, don't listen to my show. We don't. Oh, no, I do, but you don't take calls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've got to meet Ernesto one time producing Ken Levick Alive. I love his energy. Yes. He's so positive. But, yes, we rarely take callers, so I am so happy you're calling in now, Ernesto. That's because Josh Cohen is lame, man. But you I, know what? When we take over, that, Ernesto, we take calls. Ernesto, who's your favorite trio, my man? I, I my my favorite trio must be Three's Company because how can Jack, you know, live with two females that have no sexual tension at all and just be friends? It always amazed me through all the years that I was watching that show that this guy had no sexual tension with none of them. But, you know, who's just always friends. And that was my best trio. No, no, but to be honest and in all sincerity, what, what this, this Golden State team did, I, I put it up there with Chicago's, Trio, um, San Antonio, the Lakers, they're up there in terms of, you know, being in the upper echelon, the, you know, the Mount Rushmore of great teams because we're not going to see these people as much as, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Golden State fan at all. You know what I am? I'm a Knicks fan, so I got, I got no – I would hope Sorry that, about that I had some kind of – and, hey, we had a chance, but what happened? We got leapfrogged, and they took Curry from us. So, I mean, I can't say that, you know, it could have been, but, you know, I can say I've watched it. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, he's got his recognition. He's got his MVP, final MVP, finally. I don't want to hear it because, to be honest, that was bull. It was. He should have needed it. Was ridiculous. He, didn't, he didn't need that. It was ridiculous. He didn't need that. And for them to even put that in the narrative that maybe uh, Wiggins might win it, yeah. too, that was no. so preposterous. That was ridiculous of even mentioning his name. Not going to work. Not going to work. Not going to work. And, and, but you know what? It, it was it was glad to see that happening. And I and I appreciate the call. And and I think the main takeaway from this is 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 it that impressive for a dude to have two female friends and not have sexual tension between them? Like we can't just be buds. What show are we talking about again? Three's Company? I don't know. I've never seen it. I've heard of it, and I feel like I've watched like an episode maybe as a child, but I can't like picture it at all. I know no names. I and, and again I appreciate the call. He's always great, Ernesto. I mean we get Ernesto's great. We get energy, we get takes, but it's in his DNA. He was born, he was conceived at a at a swinger party, so it's just somewhere in his <laughs> in, in his DNA to, to to get it going, mix it around all over the place. I I'm a, I am appreciative of that. I have <laughs> I have with me in my back pocket here five Teddy's takeaways from Game 6 of the NBA Finals. But you know what? I think I'm going to save that for Hour 2. I think I'm going to save that for Hour 2 because something much more pressing happened last night um, following Game 6 of these NBA Finals where the Warriors closed it out 103 again, 90, fourth championship in eight years, greatest trio of all time maybe. Something happened last night. And for me, I kind of I feel like I have to vent it out here on radio to everybody right now. My fiance Ashley, who I love and adore, she stayed up really late last night, not to watch the game with me, but she stayed up really late last night all because of one man. And just like every other man in her history, 
he disappointed heavily. I'll get oh. to what that was. I'll get to what that was. Why she stayed up past midnight for one man with high hopes and was disappointed so heavily. Uh, for Stone Labanowitz and Tina, I'm Theo. We're live here on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, they won their fourth NBA title again in the last eight years last night. And in doing so, they tied Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker for the most titles by an all-NBA trio over the last 50 seasons. It is not only something that was incredible to watch, especially them climbing from worst to first. They They just had the worst record in the league two seasons ago. First team in NBA history to do that. To go in a three-year span, worst record in the league. The next year, they lose in the play-in tournament. The year after that, 2022 NBA Finals champions. We're talking about greatest trios of all time. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have a great, great argument to be in that conversation. It's Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey taking over here on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. No Josh Cohen today. No Dean Thomas today. We got Tina. We got Stone Labanowitz. And you know what? The greatest thing of it all is that this is the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth is hitting here on a Bud's Chicken and Seafood Friday on the home team. Tina, have you ever felt so much energy in one studio at a time? Never. You know? Never. I love this. And I pointed out, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the young, like we are the young ones on the radio here at ESPN West Palm. That's it, man. And you keep going Christina and then Tina and Christina and Tina. Do you actually know her new last name? I I suck at saying, I know, LeMay. Yes. Yeah. It's LeMay. Okay. But I'm always nervous to say it because I've never really said it out loud <laughs> to her. So is that why you're avoiding it? I yeah, hell yeah. But <laughs> you know what? But you know what? They also avoided it in the new show title. And right. that allows me to avoid it she when is, I say it. She is Tina Home Team. She's well, Tina Home Team. Well, it's also easy because Christina, most people would spell it C H and my name is with a K. And yeah. Tina's just super simple. Yeah. Okay. So we settled that. It's Tina LeMay. I know that. Okay. I know Scott. Scott's a good guy. <laughs> the best. The best. The mist. <laughs> He's a great guy. And again, we're talking trios here. I got something in from Twitter. And again, you can call in 888-760-3776. The greatest trios of all time. Destiny's Child. I think they have an argument to jump in there. From Mark Sheffield on Twitter, he says the best baseball pitching trio. He's going to the 90s. Can you guess who he has, Stone? Baseball pitching trio in the 90s. Mm. NL East champs. Pennant after pennant, one World Series title, 1995. We weren't born. I can't do it. I got you. I got you. Maddox, Glavin, and Schmoltz, man. The Atlanta Braves, big trio on the mound. One of the greatest pitching trios, if not the greatest of all time. So I'm well aware of Greg Maddox. Yeah. And and that's from my boy Rick Ankeel. That's kind of where it went down for him, and that's kind of where he, his, his, his name kind of came to the forefront. But I, I've never seen him pitch. I don't know if they were playing in black and white back in the 1990s. I'm still not sure. We so. weren't born yet, Stone. Damn. We were not born yet. This so. is literally the youngest show of uh, – y'all both weren't even born for the 95 World Series title nope. for so the Braves. We, apo- nope. we apologize to Mark Sheffield for not being able to bring that into the spotlight. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you know what? I love it, though. I love it because we also don't know what the Three Stooges or Three's company is on this show today, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of that. So I told you before the break here. My fiance Ashley, who I love and cannot wait to marry, um, she had me a little jealous yesterday because as I was up late last night watching the Warriors celebrate their um, sixth uh, championship in franchise history, fourth in the last eight years, I'm like, what the hell are you doing away? You don't care about this game. 
So I'm over. I'm like, what, what's what's happening right now? Why are you so awake? Why are you so alert? She's up on her laptop, making sure she's up. Like, see, we're keeping drink, herself busy. Keeping herself busy. I'm like, Ashley, what's going on? Get a cup of coffee on at 11 p.m. Yeah, man. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, why you're standing? She says, you know, Drake. Drake is dropping his album at midnight. Drake. Ugh. So Drake is dropping out. So first off, Drake, I guess he just announced it two days ago or so, or really yesterday, that he was going to drop at midnight. And his album name um, is how I knew this album was going to tank. The name of the album, Honestly, Nevermind. Honestly, Nevermind was literally the name of Drake's album. I don't hate it. Yeah, well. when, when I, I don't care for Drake. I've never really been a fan of him. Like, never just been... I don't know. I feel like he has like Fully those emotional. few songs that you know were popular and trendy, but never a fan of him. I don't. Yeah. I don't get like what it is about him that like a lot of people are obsessed with him. Would you rather watch Greg Maddox pitcher for the <laughs> Atlanta Braves in 1995 <laughs> or Drake in concert? And remember, Maddox was okay, a dog on the mound. I already has good concerts, like so I'd probably go <laughs> to a Drake concert instead. Well, here's here's the thing. So for me, I'm from Houston, and Drake uh, kind of came up biting a lot off of Houston's culture and the way that uh, Houston rappers flow and a lot of the beats he was selecting early on. So I was, I've was i been a huge fan of Drake's from early on, but lately I think the guy's just out of his prime. Yeah. And and last night he is out of his prime. I'm sorry. Last night it, it confirmed it for me because at midnight, Ashley forces B to shut off the sound from all of the post-game celebration. And it was some great petty one-liners. We had Clay Thompson talking about how uh, how Jaron Jackson Jr. tweeted something out. or It, it was all kind of great petty stuff coming from the Warriors. I had to mute my TV to listen to this dude, Drake, put out Honestly Nevermind. And I'm reading here that it broke Apple Music's dance album record for first day streams. We'll see how it does any day after the first day. Because after one listen of that bummy album, I will never, I, not only will I not play press play on that album, and that album gets no plays around my house, I don't want anybody pressing play on that album in my vicinity. The album was pure, like it was it was weird. I don't have y'all had a chance to listen to it at all. No, I don't listen to Drake. You don't listen to Drake. What about you? I Scott? honestly have it. I'm a big Drake guy, big fan, but I just haven't been able to get around to it or at least in the past what? So 14 hours. So here's the thing I would say. If you're a big Drake fan, it depends on what you're a fan of from Drake whether or not you're going to like this album. It ain't a lot of rapping going on. It's um it's close to you know Passion Fruit by Drake, right? Yes. It's close to that, less words from him, and it's like a lot of like house music type beats. Like a lot of people are saying it's it's the kind of beats you would hear at a club where people are um, let's just say out of their mind. Right. You know, dancing around, eyes kinda rolling around in their faces. You know, you don't mm. really know if they're all the way there cognitively. Like that's the kind of album Drake put out last So night. are you against changing flows and changing styles? Like a He's post- not even changing flows because like, like he's post- not flowing. Post- I like house music though, and I so yeah. Maybe I'll take a listen to this. You might sure. like it a little bit. So what are you saying, Stone? I'm saying like Post Malone. Now he's like doing more acoustic stuff. Kid Cudi got away from what he used to do back in the day. No more Man on the Moon stuff. Like it's all house house music beats and stuff like that. So, I mean, you just you just against the change or whatever. What, what Drake do you want? If that's the Drake that Drake wants to deliver, by all means, go ahead and do it. You want, but you want he's losing me as a listener. You want a little Versace? Maybe. I want him to rap. He's a really great rapper. He came up in the game because he was really good at rapping. And then ever since then, in about 20, what, 12, 2013, he decided, you know what I'm going to do? Everything but rap. Drake is damn near like the Kyrie of bas- of, of rap. because that, That's accurate. I think he <laughs> spends more of his time on sports gambling now than yeah. he does on rap. I yeah. see, he's more successful in those ventures than whatever the hell that was. Honestly, never mind. So, yeah, Ashley, you stayed up all night just to listen to that bum 
ass album, and now she's left disappointed, and she comes back to me looking for my warmth and joy. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? Go find it from Drake and his little Honestly Nevermind album that broke records for first day streams, but to me it was very mid. Sorry, Tina. You might like it. No, I'll have to go take a listen. I'll let you know. Yeah. You we'll, got you got to report back to me after. We'll get back to you I think for it sucks. sure. Yeah, I think it sucks. Um game 6 of the NBA Finals. I had to get on that Drake rant because it, uh, he deserved it. Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Warriors over the Celtics 103 to 90 last night. A game that it wasn't one of those games that I feel like we'll remember when it comes to like, oh, do you remember that big shot, that big play? But I think we'll remember the journey that the Warriors had throughout this season and throughout these playoffs to get back here because I don't know how much of it you might remember, Tina, um, from 2019 when the Warriors were in the finals against the Raptors. No, I didn't really care. The Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, I, figured I didn't care you didn't, then. You weren't that into it at that no. point. Stone, how much of that do you remember? It was the last year when Kevin Durant was there with the Golden State Warriors, and, and there was a feeling around not just the locker room and around the team, but around all of the NBA and people covering it, that this was the last run for the Kevin Durant Warriors and then for them to go out the way they did with so many injuries, Clay goes down, KD goes down, it's really just Steph and a bunch of guys, and the Raptors get the championship. We thought we wouldn't see these Warriors again on this stage. Yeah, it's funny because that's what we heard Draymond talk about last night when he was mocking Kendrick Perkins. I think it was Max Kellerman. It was Mike Greenberg. and It was definitely Colin Coward. And Draymond brought it to Colin Coward's face on the Volume Sports on their own podcast. Yeah. Because after that happened, right after Kawhi did that to him and won that ring for the city of Toronto, they came on the next day, a lot of the national media were holding up zero because that's how many rings the Warriors will win going forward in the future. Right. And here they are again, unarguably now like the best trio to ever do it with four of them more than any trio before. So it's funny, and I think that's cool, and I think they voice their opinion, and I think that's why we respect them the most. We talked about how young we were, and that's kind of how you get back. Everything's content-driven. Yes. Clay going after... After Jaron Jackson Jr., like you mentioned, talking about strength and numbers, and they got one game. They got gentlemen swept. Steph Curry held nothing back. I do have an audio here of him talking about how he heard all the chatter, how they heard all that kind of Let, stuff. Let's get to the Steph Curry. So is this post-game, um, this is after game six, Yeah, pre, uh, Steph Curry in the press room. The same press room, by the way, which was the house or the home for the Draymond Green show, which was recorded a couple hours after the finals. And Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Iggy, uh, kind of went off about how they won their championship and everybody's wrong. But this is Steph Curry, right, from the press room? I believe this is with Lisa Salters actually on the court post game. Okay, Steph this Curry is- with Lisa Salters on the ABC broadcast post game after winning his fourth NBA championship and a finals MVP. It means we won. It means we uh, took advantage of the opportunity getting back here. And I mean, I hear all the conversations, I hear all the chatter. We hear all the chatter. At the end of the day, it's about what we do on the floor. I ain't got to talk about it. just got to go do it. And uh, this one hits different. This one hits different for sure. Hits different. It hits different. And honestly, you kind of have to agree. Uh, you don't want to try to measure up championships. Measuring up championships, Tina, is like almost like trying to measure up really close friends or even kids. Like you don't want to try to compare all of them because yeah. they're, they're special in their own way. Yes. Do you have like if you had to if we force you to rank your friends like your top four friends would you be able to do it comfortably and That's would you also good, let them it's know? A good, it's a good comparison. No, because again, <laughs> I have like different friendships. Like my my friendships are just different. Like we yeah. have different relationships, and you know, I couldn't rank. Yeah, no, I couldn't rank them. It's really difficult to do. But what the Warriors did last night after their championship from the top down, I'm talking Bob Myers, I'm talking Steve Kerr, I'm talking about the uh, Warriors owner Joe Lacob. All of them said this one meant more than the previous three that they all got together. And to me, 
that really says a lot about what their journey and what their struggle was to get to this point. Um, earlier in this show, we learned that Tina hates kids because she didn't like kids on the podium, right? <laughs> yeah. Just right after. I didn't I didn't get it. We so so we, we established Tina's not a fan of children, the younger generation. Uh I also learned that Tina's not a big fan of the older generation as well. <laughs> you and that? Home Team yes. Nation, listen up. <laughs> home Team Nation, lean in here, especially if you're above the age of, I think, what, 55 is the line we're teetering here? Uh, I'd say probably like 40. 40, above the age of 40, <laughs> listen in. Tina, she realized over the weekend, or when was no, this? No, this Wednesday at the MGK concert. On Wednesday at an MGK concert. MGK, excuse me, Machine Gun Kelly, right? Is yes, that, yes. Is that what the kids are calling them these days? Well, that's his name. That's his name. Okay. So <laughs> Tina at a Machine Gun Kelly concert learned something that old people are literally doing terribly wrong. Now, what I would tell you is them being at a UG or MGK, excuse me, I'm from Houston, so I say UGK, Underground Kings, Bumby, Pimpsey, whatever. The fact that they're at the concert in general, oh, yeah. that's mistake number one. Yes. But you found something that you thought was even more blasphemous, even more preposterous, and we're going to get to that right after the break here on the home team for Tina home team and Tina LeMay, because I've been, you know, avoiding saying her name. <laughs> Stone want to call me out for that. Uh, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live here on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. It's Father's Day weekend. It's Friday, a Buzz Chicken and Seafood Friday here on the home team. And it's a big Teddy takeover as well. Theo Dorsey here with, of course, Tina LeMay, Tina Home Team, and Stone Labanowitz as we've been rocking out on this Friday, Buzz Chicken and Seafood Friday. The day after the NBA Finals, we're still taking your calls on greatest trios of all time, 888-760-3776. But we also had to bring in our resident old guy, or at least one older guy older. to help he's, out. He's not at the 40 he's mark not. yet. Ken Lavica, who the home team always home team nation loves and knows very well, very well. is not yet well, an old knows. guy. I don't know about loves. Well, I mean, <laughs> enough of them love you. If one loves, then you know that that makes up. Love is so strong, Ken. Yeah, that's true. It makes up for any hate. That, that's what Martin Luther King said. That was in, in, Jesus. I yeah. didn't get enough time with Ken on home team, and I wish I had more time with Ken. Why? I loved having you on. Oh, she's being nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> that was genuine. One love. Like, there you go. More love here. Yeah. You see what love does? It multiplies. That's right. Uh, Christina went to a Machine Gun Kelly concert on Wednesday. Was Megan Fox there? She was. She was actually sitting uh, three rows behind me. <sighs> Did she have the ring on? She is. You Did she better- drink she, blood? She is, like, even more beautiful in person. Like, she right. is just Port perfect. Port St. Lucie's own. She is she perfect. Is, yeah, she's pretty Is she really hot. from Port St. Lucie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's dope. The okay. only good thing to ever come out of that place. What about Dean? What about Dean Thomas? Like I said. Oh, oh. I cannot wait to relay that. You know, he did a little UFC back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not yeah. good uh, MMA, but, like, yeah, no, 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 no. I, it, but he, uh, I think he knows Megan Fox, at least to a, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. He said, Pretty I think cool. he's met her and like, uh, like, and spoke to her maybe at one of the fights and said, like, I'm from Port St. Lucie too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Small town. She's like yeah. security. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of old guys with Dean Thomas, uh, Tina, you you found something that happened here at the MGK concert, which again, I don't know why anybody over the age of 40 was there anyway, that you just felt disgusted by. And, and what was that? 
So, well, yes, I, I was quite shocked how many like older people were at the MGK concert <laughs> on Wednesday. Very shocked. And I was also very shocked how there was very young kids also there. It was weird. Like how young? The con- so it's the two things you hate the most because Tina yeah, made a statement both- earlier. She hates kids yeah, on the podium after NBA championships. Like, I don't know why they all had their kids I on agree. their hips. I agree with you. Thank like, we're, you. Not, we're not, the media is not there to interview your kid. <laughs> no. Get your kid off the podium. Your kid doesn't need to be there. I, it's for daddy. I should I should have known that Ken was going to take that yeah. side. Yeah, no, no, especially be, because here's the thing. And like, Steph didn't have his kids. He was soaking yeah. in the moment and that's. Right now, he's done that thing before. This kid, what Steph was huge on the kids for a while. Like, because again, like we get it. Your your kid is cute. You save that <laughs> stuff for Facebook, okay? We don't care. Um, but what really bothers me is when coaches and players, after a bad outing or during a losing streak, will use their kid as a shield. Yeah, put them because, up there with them. Yeah, because media not gonna media is not gonna grill somebody when their four year old is is at the dais. So, is daddy gonna lose his job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just just get the, get the kids out of there. Some there of should the me- be no kids in professional sports. Some of the media. Uh, oh like things with kids though is cute. Like there are some really cute moments, oh, but yeah, if you if you've had a bad game, like your kids shouldn't be up there. Yeah, because you're using them as a shield. I totally get that. Yeah. Well, but, Tina, let's get back to the yes, topic there because of course Tina hates kids, but she hates old people more. And why? So while I was at the concert, <laughs> there was this older couple in front of me. How old? They're in their forties for sure. I would not say. That old. Yeah. Okay, they're not That's that not old, old, but, old, but they're older than me, and by a hand, like a. You're like 23. She's I'm 17. 25, oh. and so they're 15 years older than me. Did you ask right. for the driver's license? No, I wanted no part of this couple. <laughs> but this couple, one thing I noticed that they did was they were take they took a video, I swear, of every concert of all three performers. So they have that whole concert on their phone. But they, when when they record. They fully lock their arms straight out <laughs> and are recording like straight up to where I'm behind them and I can't even record five seconds of a song just so I can put on my Instagram story and because their phone is in my view. But they have their arms fully locked in the air, elbows locked, yeah. recording. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's not necessary. It's not How, necessary. Were they tall? N- the female was not very tall. The male was tall. The female and the male. Why the female so and the male. Why don't you just say man and yeah, woman? Why, why like, are you so proper just now? <laughs> Did you ask their pronouns? They were like, I am female. Right, no, right, right. I am male. Right. <laughs> no, but. At least your ID. No, but she, the 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 woman, I don't know, the girl, I don't know. The, the, she, her. She was, she, uh, her. she was on the outside. And this woman, too, I couldn't take her. Like, she was a distraction the whole concert. She was kept going on Instagram Live. Uh, that's all right. So, so I know you're annoyed by the straight arm video taker. But imagine but have that to be on Instagram live all the time. Person is just the most grating type of human being. This, also, this, how many viewers did you look at the right. top left? Oh, there was no one MGK, watching. MGK, MGK, I'm here now. And look at me. Meanwhile, minutes. there's a zero in the bottom right. <laughs> Ken, the, the camera right. wasn't nonsense. even. The camera wasn't even on her. And I, sw- I no joke. <laughs> this woman's phone died while she was live. She was live the entire concert <laughs> and. And then she kept walking around, her arms straight locked out, down the aisle. Have, she put me on her live so many times, and I was so close to just being like, 
I don't want to be on your live Instagram. Oh, I don't know you. Like, she was going down the aisle, again, arms locked on her Instagram live, and then she doesn't even know how to switch the camera to, a, you know, on her face. Mm. So she turns the phone to her completely. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. So she was so she was 40, but she was acting like 53 at least. Like, she was Jesus. acting late 50s. Yes, and, and it's... I, when I first saw her, she was so cute because she was jamming out. And I'm like, oh, she's having the best time, like date night with her husband. No <laughs> kids, probably. She was having the best time jumping up and down. Then she took out her phone and she complete, I completely ruined it. Uh, here's, here's just a word of advice. If you feel like... To, it, to anybody. If you feel like going on Instagram Live is a good idea... It's not. What are the, why should you go on Instagram live? Wait, There's so, no reason. Nobody are, wants to see me on Instagram live or Theo. We had this idea. So, so Ken, we can workshop oh, with you right man. now. Doing like a little Instagram live segment of the show where you get comments in and you like 15 minutes of the show, one topic while you're doing the radio show. And we did it one time and it was pretty decent. Well, that, Okay. Where people tap in and they comment and they say things. You can bring it up on the show or not. Well, that's different because we're promoting. Well, yeah, it is. It is. It is this different. woman is just some, or- like, we're somebodies, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're media mavens in yes, Palm Beach yes, County yes, and yes. the Treasure Coast. People know we who we are. We matter. We are somebody. That woman, nobody knows who she is. No one. Go back to your, your nine to five, sweetie. <laughs> Do that. And because I'm such a media maven, I'm going to give you big takeaways from Game 6 of the NBA Finals when we flip around on the next hour. Yeah.